Hey ho, welcome back. It's time for Restless. Oh boy. And I'm Father Joseph, and coming to you straight out of Stanford, Connecticut, along with Lauren, Joe, and Paul, as t- together we wrestle with the restless things going on in our life. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> anyway, today's topic is friendship. And you guys have now excluded me from your friendship because of that terrible introduction. So... Um, let's talk about friendship and, and what it means to young adults, because I think it's an important piece of our life. And especially if, you know, if we're not dating anybody, maybe they're a bigger piece of our life. Maybe, um, you know, we just have to have that kind of support system. So who's your best friend? Bob. Is His that, name is Bob. Is it, is it really? Yeah. My best friend's name is Bob. Your roommate? No, not Bobby. Bob. Nothing against Bobby. <laughs> Another Bob exists. Another Bob, yeah. We have been friends since high school. I was the best man in his wedding. I feel bad for people whose names are actually Bob. Well, his name is Robert. But he goes by Bob. Correct, because his dad is Rob. Rob and Bob? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's besides the point. So you besides, guys- besides your dislike for his name, he's my best friend. <laughs> so you guys met in... Uh- Freshman year, freshman year, because I went to Catholic school, you went to public school, and then we we both went to public high school. So okay, and what what bonded you guys together? Uh, we were both in the music program originally. Okay, so we did marching band and all that kind of stuff. We were both nerds and liked similar things. And that's a pretty good long time to be friends with someone. Yeah, I think we uh, there was an intentionality after we graduated high school and through college and kind of early young adult life where we made an effort to stay friends. And this is the only friend that I really have left from high school. Um, mm. There's other people I would consider friends, I guess, but I never see them and I don't talk to them. So I don't know how much to the extent that they'd be, they'd be considered friends anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Um, my best friend is a man named Kevin, who I've been friends with since we were in second grade. How, how do you and feel about the name Kevin? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Kevin. Uh, <laughs> what a funny name. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah uh, we've been friends since we were in second grade and we are now 23. So it's been going on for a little while now. Ooh, wow. Yeah, that's... I know. Yep, I can't even count that high. Yeah, I take off my, one of my shoes to count that. High. <laughs> I know, right? to get to the toes. Um, yeah, uh, that's my best friend, Kevin. How'd you guys become best friends? I have no idea. We just did. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I can't. So we we don't really have similar interests. We don't. I don't think we ever. He was always. He's a very athletic guy. So he's always a bit of a jock, and I was always very much not. Um, we we were in the same class, second and third grade, and so I think we became friends that way and there was one point like a friend triangle um one point of which broke off i suppose um, oh, no that's a friend line and yeah right and um and i mean you know like that has ebbed and flowed a bit but at one point i think we just both decided like this friendship is worth is worth it like regardless that we don't have a ton in common like we have common commonality like we have a common history together and that's and that's worth a lot so yeah that's cool that's awesome and i'll just say anything like with i don't know if you'd agree with this is about like as i get older Having that consistent friend there, uh, I hope he would say the same thing. I don't know. But it's been great because it's actually becoming more important as we get older. To just know that there, like, there's yeah, going to be someone there no matter what changes. Yeah, we each other less and talk less just because life happens. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think it's become more important. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. My best friend is a guy named Mike. Some of you know him. He's uh, in the area and Catholic and comes around to things from time to time. Uh, we became friends eight years ago through Ultimate Frisbee. So that was our first connection. And we're like, I would say, equally into it. Um, but then it just, it was clear, I guess, after, I mean, even from the beginning, like it just, it goes beyond just Ultimate. 
you and Mike are the perfect example that like opposites attract. We are very different. You're very yes. different. A lot of people do not understand him. And I often feel like I'm his like filter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know him so well at this point and we just get along and we make each other laugh. Again, lots of the same interests. I mean, I talk to him the most, you know, like just texting, like he's like the main person that I text and it's kind of funny because he's like, you know, a guy in his late twenties and not the most mature person. I don't <laughs> think he would mind me saying that. Um, I don't think, but, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just something there. Um, so can I ask a, can I ask a personal question? Mm-hmm. Because when you have a best friend of the opposite gender, is there ever romantic interest thoughts? Uh, there have been, I guess on and off, but it's like a long time ago now. Okay. Like I would say at least four years ago. So yeah, I don't know. It could come back again. I, I don't know. Yeah. But because my best friend, when I was like in kindergarten, was a girl who lived across the street, and I actually got engaged to her. In kin- when you were in kindergarten, in kindergarten. yeah, yeah, yeah we, we promised cute. we promised each other to marry. And yeah, I had a similar situation. My next door neighbor was a girl, and we were good, really good friends until probably like late elementary school, early middle school type of thing. Okay. Yeah. I was never really uh, that good of friends with guys like growing up most of my life, um, and then it just kind of switched after college. Hmm. Just, uh, yeah, I have all these guy friends. It drives my mom nuts. Oh, another guy friend. Great. You know, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) who's going to come along to date? Um, But yeah, even like, so there's like a guy's basketball team here now. Like I like going to their games. And then I've like played with a few of them twice. Like meanwhile, my roommate had some girls over like for knitting on Sunday. Right. And that's fun too and enjoyable, but I'd rather like be playing basketball. Yeah. You know? Sure. Sure. I don't know. It's just that's cool. I, I'd rather not knit or or play basketball. But I can't do either. <laughs> I think I learned to knit. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. you could learn to knit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I play. I think I did learn that as a kid, like in Girl Scouts, and I appreciate the technical skill that it is. But yeah. it's like patience and mm, time consuming mm, mm. versus just like running around, right, and like playing and mm-hmm. burning some energy. <laughs> sure, sure. Who's your best friend, father? Uh, you know, it's it's changed throughout life. Like I, I admire you guys who have best friends from high school or elementary school because that's totally not me at all. Like I had some close friends in high school, but then when I went to college, it just kind of faded away. Mm-hmm. But one of my college roommates, um, who's now a priest, Father Patrick Whittle, uh, he and I were best friends, but then he lives in Pennsylvania and I haven't seen him in probably 10, 10 years or so. And so we've lost touch. Um, so probably my best friend right now is actually uh, the producer of this show, Steve Lee. Nice. Shout out out to Steve. Yeah. So we're really, really, really tight friends. And uh, I just love hanging out with him. And and he and I love doing all the same stuff. You know, we love going to adoration and playing sports (laughs) and just like, you know, making stupid jokes. (laughs) You're both kind of corny dads. Yeah. He's he's an actual dad and I'm a spiritual dad. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I can see that. My best friends have changed though, too. Certainly. There's like the elementary school. I don't, I didn't really have one in high school. And then in college, getting closer to people. I will say, I just I just received a letter today from uh, from a friend of mine who is it's amazing how friendships can be um, based on such kind of a short time. I only knew her for a year before she joined the convent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were freshmen at Steubenville together, and since she joined the convent, we've continued a pen pal relationship. And today, I just received a letter, and that's been, gosh, that was two thousand two, so it was wow. 20, 20 years we've been pen pals. How about that? But this is almost like a spiritual love. 
Hmm. You know, it's like a brother, sister, kind of like a Benedict and Scholastica type thing. <laughs> We're all both seeking holiness together. And Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I would say that I had a good friend from, we knew each other since kindergarten. And I remember we've, we've lost touch over the past, I guess, six years now. But when we saw each other in 2016, it was like this realization. It's like, oh, wow, we've we've known each other for 20 years. Like, first of all, we're getting old. And now we're getting older. Um, <laughs> no, 20 years since I started college. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, right. Uh, so that that's happens. Um, uh, it's been 14 years for me. So anyway. Man. Yeah, wow, you're also... Joe was like, it was yesterday for me. <laughs> yeah, you're using the term young adult loosely, I guess, in this podcast, aren't we? <laughs> Ooh, I think yeah. that goes up to 39, doesn't it? Young adult. It's your age plus one. In the Catholic that's world, it does. <laughs> so, 20, so 24? For... <laughs> <laughs> that works for me, Paul. Yeah, yeah. So these these friends, and, and not just your best friends, but the friend group that you have, um, do you find that they help you to become the best version of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's been a change in my life as I've mm-hmm. as I've gotten older. To use the term we're all using, um, as, as I'm the I, youngest as, person here. as I near the end of my life, I have. I have um, <laughs> you haven't hit your quarter life crisis yet. <laughs> I hope that's not true. <laughs> anyway, um, um, yeah, like because I think when you're in high school, especially, it's just like whoever you're near. Right, it's just like you hang out with people who you're like. Because I, I went to a small high school, a small, I mean, a thousand people, so not not terribly small, but not huge. Either. What was your graduating class? Two fifty, which was big for big for Bethel. So, mm. but so like you know, you're friends, quote unquote, with a lot of people. But I mean, it's you don't like you no, know, it's not deep, right? It's just like they're there, you're, you're friendly, you, you chat, whatever. And since gradu- graduating and then graduating from college, the friends you hang on to tend to be mean a lot to you. And I find that I've gravitated toward people who help me in one way or another. So like my friend Kevin, I mean, he's a very driven person. And we'll occasionally have just very interesting and deep conversations about like how do you improve one aspect of your life. Like we just had an interesting conversation about getting control of your sleep, and like, well, are you being disciplined about when you go to bed? Are you are you making yourself get up? Like, how what is it to keep a schedule? And like, I find that he helps me improve in all sorts of ways and be more disciplined. I have friends who help me spiritually and stuff like that. So yeah, I think mm. that friendship should should bring you closer to the to the good. Should mm. Make you should help you improve and make you more holy. Yeah, I guess great. I have two friends who do that for me, but one is my spiritual director, Sister Antonia, who now she's one of the closest people to me and, and she knows me so well, you know, it's like amazing, but it's like a gift that she has, right? To like, it's what I'm telling her, but she can see it in me and she's, you know, brought me through exercises, um, I just had to laugh, like on our last call, there's this part where she's like, you're just so darn reasonable, (laughs) practical, you know, because I want to logically think everything through. But I think the message there is like, God is trying to speak to me to my heart. I have to open up my heart and not think so much, you know? So she knows me so well and she guides me so well and it's Mm. amazing. And I love her too, you know, like we love each other. It's a great friendship. We text, you know, I tell her things that are going on here. We've we've been talking more recently, um, or talking more frequently recently, which has been a blessing. And then my other one would be Father Andy, for sure, because he was the the person that, like, I was finally able to learn thing things about the faith from. And he's a priest, you know. And uh, again, I went on exercises in his community, and so he's also been part of my spiritual development and go to confession with him, you know, because he forced me to that one time. <laughs> but um, it's been good, not forced, but he's like, we're going to do it today because I had been putting it off. So then I like face that fear. Mm. Um, so I have two very holy people who I'm very close to, who I love, who are so helpful to me in my spiritual life. 
But my regular everyday friends, I don't, I don't know that being friends with them is making me a better person. Well, I think, yeah, I think well, that's one thing that I've learned is, is that you, you do have to, I've had uh, voluntary and involuntary attrition of my friendships over time. Some of them were involuntary such that I did not wish to lose their friendship, but in retrospect, it's been a good thing. Hmm. Or sometimes I've actually walked away from friends being like, this yeah. is no longer, like, this is unproductive in my life. It's, it's, it's against what I should be going toward. And so I've had to do that. And that's really hard. It can be. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, anyway, what are you I'm sorry. I just want to say something controversial. Um, Please. I, I don't think that you have to be, I don't think that um, only a holy friend or somebody who is themselves, you know, religious or faithful or, 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 or whatever word you want to use can make you better or more holy. Oh, I agree. Totally. No, I totally um, agree. Totally agree. Not controversial. Because we can be, no. um, any relationship can sanctify us. Right. Which yeah, for sure. One, one of my, one of my uh, close friends now, uh, as a kid, I sponsored for confirmation many, many years ago, who's now in 25, 26. And he lives with his girlfriend. Yeah. And we still stay in contact. And like last time I went down, like last summer, I went down to, to Baltimore to see him. And he had me over for breakfast and then we went hiking. But he has me over for breakfast and like his girlfriend comes down and sits at the table with us. And I'm like, am I the only one that finds this awkward? Especially because I was wearing, I was wearing a t-shirt that said, let's strive to be saints. Hmm. <laughs> He's probably like, yeah, you're such a religious nerd. <laughs> right. But, but he definitely, he helps me become uh, closer to Christ because he challenges me on my faith because he doesn't believe. You know, and so he's like, he's like, why do you believe it? I don't, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with living with my girlfriend before getting married. And so I'm like, mm, how do I describe this? How do I explain right. it? And, and of course, I certainly spend a lot of time praying for Patrick. Well, that's like the hard part I'm finding too is it's not a simple answer. They're missing so much formation. Yeah. To to not get it, and um, you know, yeah, I've just fi- been finding that in myself too. It's like. You know, someone asked me or, you know, someone said something to be like, well, God made people gay, right? Like my, my friend, he, he made them gay. And I was like, well, I went all the way back to like <laughs> the fall of Lucifer, Adam and Eve. Like, <laughs> actually, what God designed for us was so far different, right? So is God making them gay? I mean, there's the fall. There's just so much more to it and so much... Um, more like to understand about God that people don't have. Well, this, this kid, you know, he was homeschooled. He went to like the best Catholic retreats. He he knows it intellectually. He's challenging me because he doesn't want to believe it. Mm. So there's something there, right? Some, some like distrust or trauma, something happened that he. I think he's, and he's shared with me now, he would not mind me saying this because it's vague enough that nobody knows who he is. He lives in Baltimore and I guarantee he's not listening. (laughs) But (laughs) I mean, he said to me, he's like, he's like, he's tried it. He's prayed and he never felt anything. So that was, that was it. It's just just for him. He he just, he's happy without it. And so he's like, why do I need it? My life is good. But you know, without friends like that, like you wouldn't have the answer to that question. Like it can be such a temptation to say, well, I need to be surrounded only by the saints in my mm. life. And it's like, that's great. But unless you're going to live like on Mount Sinai or something, like where are you going to, f- you're not going not to have to interact with people who are a little bit different from you. Mm-hmm. And like the friends that I have who are not faithful challenge me even just to talk about my faith, which is not something that comes easily to me. And it's easy in a group like this to be like, oh yeah, I was praying the rosary the other day. 
but like with my friends from college who aren't Catholic at all, like that's actually a difficult sentence for me to say to them. Yeah. But that helps you grow. Sure. You know, and sometimes I think God uses these people in our lives and then helps us be the St. Monica to them and, you know, put someone in their lives that's going to pray for their conversion and, and, and work toward it too. So. Amen. Amen. So you know, I know a lot of young adults perhaps have a lot of people in their life that they hang out with, but, you know, I think there's a difference between friends and acquaintances, you know, and different levels of friendship. And I mean, when you kind of like look at your, your life, you know, how many like actual friends do you have versus acquaintances and, and what's the difference? I think that acquaintances is a lot of times becomes, at least in a modern sense, I would say the acquaintances are the purely transactional friendships where it's always, uh, there's always this assumption that there's, you do this for me and I do this for you, uh, type of relationship. Um, there's also a case where like if people want, like if people want to like party, but their good friends aren't partiers, they'll go hang out with the people that like to party and their acquaintances in that respect. They'll call them friends. Um, but, you know, are you going to rely on that person? Is that person going to rely on you kind of without that in- initial like transaction right. type of mindset? And I would say probably not. On Facebook, you have 2,000 friends. Well, I mean, well, I there's a real so. friends, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I would say that that's the, that, that for me would be the difference. I, I would say that I have several good friends, and then lots of acquaintances. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, anybody who lives further than 50 miles from you, who you regularly speak to or see is your friend. And they're not Wait, say that again? Anybody who lives further than 50 miles from you and you still regularly speak with and or see is your friend. I have people who I, was, who I thought I was friends with when I was in college who I have not heard from since and haven't thought of reaching out to since, and that's totally fine. You know what I mean? Sometimes people are great to have in your life for a short period of time, and that's all they're meant for for your life. Mm-hmm. That's all you're meant for for their lives, and that's totally fine. Other people, I can't, I mean, you know, I speak to once a week, and they live in Ohio, or they live in New Jersey, which is not even a sa- the same country. So it's like an international, <laughs> really international thing, too. So, oh, that's um, a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah, sorry for New Jersey ah, audience. <laughs> We wish it wasn't part of the same country. Ouch. <laughs> That's not, we actually get a bunch of downloads from uh, New yeah, Jersey, so sorry. sorry we love all of our New Jerseyans. We do. Most of the time. We do. Yeah, no, I, I, yes, that would be, yeah, people who, you know, you have a real thing with that you'll share with and have interesting conversations with and be deep with, it can be open with and be yourself with. I, can, I would say, though, that you can still have someone who is a close friend to you and important to you who you don't regularly speak with. Oh, absolutely. I think it's a matter, oh, I think, yeah, I think so. A matter of how much you can open up to that person. And trust them. I th- well, I think that's the root of the difference between acquaintance and a friend, because mm-hmm. we all meet so many people. And if you don't live under a rock, right? If you go out to events or you're in a sport league of some kind or you work at a job with people, like you you meet tons of people, and it's easy. I would well, I don't know. It's easy to talk to people that you see out. I would think, unless you're like very insecure or something or introverted, um, but. Who are you willing to like kind of give your heart to, right? Like open up to, like bring into your life more than just the, oh, hey, how are you? Or like, oh, what's going on at work this week? You know what I mean? Yeah. Beyond the superficial stuff. Sure. Yeah. So it's funny with, with um, just on that point, it's because like I won't see Bob very often anymore. He's got a wife and a kid. Huh. Bob. Um, Bob. That's right. Bob. <laughs> I don't understand why that's so. Because it just sounds, it just does sound, it sounds fake, doesn't it? It sounds like it's like an alien. Look, I'm like, look, oh. I know you don't have friends, but you don't it have to make like, him up. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that, that's right. But it would be funny that at the time when he was when she was girlfriend or fiance or whatever, I can't remember. But we would the three of us or in a group setting would go out to dinner and or or do any type of event like Bob and I like the same food. 
so we'd always share our food and then we would be talking to each other back and forth like and 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 his wife or at the time whether she'd be girlfriend or fiance would i don't know if it was real upset or fake upset but she would she would get angry like sometimes walk out of the room she's like you two should be married because we have a good friendship um and we would talk about stuff and talk about nerd stuff or life stuff and it would just be it's like we whenever we're together we just we we don't stop talking yeah yeah that's cool that's cool yeah so it's a good friendship i have a running joke with with my friend kevin that um that he and that i and his girlfriend have a joint custody arrangement so she gets him fridays but i get saturdays which is <laughs> almost almost every week is the case actually it's, it's kind of a funny thing but sometimes you get these weird sort of things with your friends where it's like if yeah, this is our day well you know what they say saturdays are for the boys that's right yeah actually tuesday night so that's that's when bob calls me because tuesday his wife is boys? teaching oh at, nice <laughs> at like adult ed so i get i get i get to talk to him nice <laughs> that's awesome yeah something <laughs> like that so so do you think you have enough friends in life? How, how do you answer that question? With yes or a no? Well, it's interesting. <laughs> <With words>. uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I would want to say yes, but um, I'm also constantly meeting new people. So mm. it's like, oh, this is another great person. Yeah. That now I'm developing a friend with and we click on some a friendship with and we click on some level, you know? But you can you can also overdo it, right? Because you can't go as deep if you have you're spreading yourself too thin. Yeah, I do find that too. Like I I'm just very um, packed in every week. You know, your schedule's crazy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I go from thing to thing to thing. So yeah, like there's someone I used to work with, and she actually lives very close to where my job is. I would love to see her more, but it's like the, it's impossible. And someone I went to grad school with, trying to see him. I reached out to a former coaching director. Um, would love to have lunch with him. Uh, it just gets tough to make the time for everybody, but yeah. I don't know. But I mean, still, it's, it's you never know it, who you're going to meet at the next, uh, you know, young adult social at St. John's or whatever. True. <laughs> and true. then the the group just expands or at Ultimate Frisbee, you know. Yeah. Like there's always new people that come in. So. Sure. Sure. I've always felt that I don't have enough friends, I would say. Really? I actually have an answer to that question as I search for a picture of Bob <laughs> to prove that I'm not lying. And amazingly, um, you can't find one. No, I'm looking for a very. <laughs> it's gonna I'm be. Looking, I'm looking for a very specific picture. It's going to be Bob the Tomato from. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I was saying something. Uh, oh, you don't have enough friends. Oh yeah, I was saying that I don't. I don't have enough friends. Um, and so that that's always been a struggle for me. Um, but I think I do have enough friends. Um, sometimes I probably just need to be a better friend in the times when I think I don't have enough friends. Well, I think it can be hard to to make friends. I mean, how, especially because I think I do think there's a lot of young adults who have a lot of acquaintances but aren't particularly deep with many of them. I mean, how what would advice would you give to young adults who want to make more friends, to have a more rich life? I would start by doing things you enjoy, but not on your own. You know, I mean, yeah, you have to have courage, I think, to like join a new league or something, play a sport, or go to some event. Um, but generally, people are nice at, at things that you go to, right? So maybe a little bit awkward. You may have to stand alone, you know, and look around, but you have to get comfortable enough with yourself to bear those few minutes of, oh, no one's talking to me. Because mm. also recognize, like, most people probably aren't even noticing. Do you know what I mean? It's like we, we think, like, there's this spotlight on mm. us. Like, everybody knows that I don't know anybody here. Oh, I'm embarrassed. It's like, you know, just get over that. Just go and... You should be able to meet people who have similar interests, right? 
if and you're I, doing something you enjoy, and then it can build from there. And I bet other people are feeling the same awkwardness you're feeling. And they're just waiting for someone to break the ice. And you can be that person. Yeah, and just don't be the people that sit at the table and like don't talk to anybody. Yeah, because that's not how you make friends. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard. No. Like cocktail hours are like my my worst thing. I, I don't like them. I really don't like them. So I was actually at one on Tuesday night. Um, I was in New York City. I was going to a Mexican private equity dinner because it's part of my job. And a Mexican dinner. It was. Ooh, yeah, it was at a really good restaurant, Mexican restaurant in New York nice. City, like hip fusion, expensive type of thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so so uh, so anyway, but but the problem I have with cocktail hours specifically, and this goes with some Catholic events, is I'm very short, and so it's always awkward when I'm talking to somebody who's like six two. Uh, in a in a cocktail hour because it's just weird thing and it's I've noticed that because you're standing versus sitting yeah exactly and so sitting so dinners for me are the better way I make friends and make acquaintances because you're more at an equal playing field um, but yeah so I, I mean I, I do have so that, but that's you always have hard such for me. a like strong powerful voice so there's that no part of the reason with communication so part, just talk and be yourself part of the reason I have that loud voice is because I've developed it because I'm short because I have to project to get my and also because my family's loud and we yell at each other constantly (laughs) that's probably part of it that's fair that's fair yeah um any case but but i do empathize with people that have struggle with going into a room and just being like okay i'm here to make friends like i I don't do that i i well i i I need to be it's for me i need to be like invited into a conversation somehow even if it's just you know body language wise or something like that well, that, that helps for me there's i think there's two ways to make friends one is that that conversation where you find you have things in common mm-hmm. and then discuss the other one is you do things yeah. in common mm-hmm. you know i mean i've i one of the reasons i love you know hanging out with uh steve lee is because we go play sports together right. and like and some especially as a man you know men are just tend to be less verbal than women and my friendships are a lot more about let's let's do yeah that's what i'm trying to say do something that you enjoy and you'll meet people who also enjoy the same thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have a difficult time making, making friends. I'm, I'm not a very outgoing person. Um, but yeah, like, and at college I had a very difficult time making friends, but I made two of my two, I made four of my closest friends from college by joining the campus ministry board, which I almost didn't do. Um, Mm. but just that sort of that work together you are exposed to people. You have to talk to them anyway. You discover that you enjoy their company. You end up hanging out, and you know. But yeah, I can't like go to a social and be like, "I'm going to make friends tonight." And walk up to somebody and be like, "Hi, I'm Joe. Like, what do you want to talk about?" Like, I can't, I can't do that at all. It would just not work. But That's where yeah, the weather board. comments come out. No, I have an example kind of 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 making a friend. So there was. Um an endowed study on Humanae Vitae, which we've touched on here. And so we were meeting for months in the hall at St. Cecilia's and there's like, you know, some older women, some younger women than me, people clearly around my age. So Mary, who was on this show, was sitting in the room with me for months and we never talked, right? It just went on and on. And I remember thinking like, when are we going to talk, you know? But it just, it was like a COVID thing and we were like staying separated from each other and wearing the masks. We didn't know each other. And then finally one day something sparked us to talk and it's like, we just instantly clicked. Mm. So easy, you know, like I'm still getting to know her very much, but um, I'm like, wow, this is an awesome, great new friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was just doing something like right. that yeah. I wanted to do. Um, it's a chance to meet people and eventually it happened and it wasn't forced either. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, it, I found it helpful to invite people 
So I like inviting people into my home to feed them. Mm. And that's a great way for people that might be on the periphery of your life to bring them in. And because they might feel awkward too. So that's a way that I could do. And I actually don't have to interact with anyone because I'll just be in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> but it's a great way to make friends. Yeah. Um, to just kind of show that that amount of love or something. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I'm a part of the Leonine Forum, which is a nonprofit that brings Catholics together, you know, young adults, 20s and 30s, and uh, teaches them Catholic social teaching. And the last time we met, the emphasis of the talk was that we have to feast together. Just invite people over to eat with you. That's it, you know, because we, we don't do it enough. And then there's always like small group discussions. And uh, one of the guys had this really funny comment where he's like, I know there are all these coastal elites, you know, the Californians and the, the East Coast people. But my wife and I had people over and we made this, you know, kind of basic casserole that was like pasta and meat. And it had um, cream cheese in it, just this creamy, delicious, tasty, really simple dish. And everybody was like, what is this? Like, it's so good. And it was just basic Midwestern, easy food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing too extravagant or too time consuming, um, but it was good. And they brought people together and they had a great time. And I don't think enough of us are doing that, frankly, as young adults. I yeah. do, I do extra, extravagant meals. I think that we all yeah. just need to start <laughs> having people over more. Yeah. Just get together, just get to know people, invite people in. Because also the way he started out this talk is that people are lonelier than ever. Mm. More and more mm -hmm. people do not have a single friend. Yeah. So we can do something about that, right? As people of faith. Yeah. Amen. And I mean, Jesus even showed us in his own life the necessity of friendship. Right. I mean, he had Martha and Mary that he hung out with and Lazarus and, and he had three of his disciples that he was tight with, you know, Peter, James and John. So if Jesus himself needs friends, so do we. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Restless. You can find us on Veritas Catholic Network and you can also find us on our uh, wherever you get your podcasts and find us on YouTube. Please subscribe to us on YouTube and on social media. Restless, Restless Catholic, Catholic Videos. videos. And thank you. That was a great name. Wasn't even planned. <laughs> and most importantly, go and be a friend. Because in being a friend, you will find friends and that will enrich your life so tremendously. Tune in next time. <laughs> <laughs>